What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fantasy Besties podcast right here on the Razzball YouTube channel. Obviously, thank you, as always, to Razzball for hosting us all season long through week 18 right here on the YouTube channel. Definitely check out that YouTube page. A lot of good quality content over there. Check out the Fantasy Besties Twitter at Fantasy Besties. You guessed it. And definitely check out the rest of the besties. We almost have all five besties here today. And Linda still might be joining us because, you know, she might make one of her appearances. Um, I know she's still getting over her sickness that kept her out of the last show, but she is trying to rally and get back on here. So hopefully we'll be joined by her later. But we do have Jordan Loop. We do have Kevin Tompkins. And we do have Andrew Cooper. What's up, folks? My cholesterol. What's good, boys? How are we doing? Be honest. I mean, we're all getting old here, Kev. So we, dude. How did you get an emoji in your name on there? I've never seen that. I I need it now. King shit. That's why I didn't respond. I was trying to figure out which emoji I want to do. I think I'm gonna do that one. Yeah, football. There you go. Oh, all right, dude. Okay, Loop how, Loop. how are you doing, dude? Man, I'm all right. No emoji for me though. So. Ooh. Can't be doing can't be doing that good, huh? Mm. Not in this economy. I chose not to go emoji. I went swag Kazakage here for our friend <laughs> Jamal Williams. So after that intro yesterday, I'm sure a lot of people that are tuning in here saw that intro. Man, isn't Jamal Williams just the most fun guy in this league? Like he might not be the best player. He might lead the league in touchdowns, but he is a heck of a fun dude, isn't he? Oh, my very favorite. Mm. He's like top, <laughs> at least top two, three. What a character. No like, I'd want to just hang out with him, although I think that he'd want to play video games and watch Naruto's and stuff that I know nothing about. So I don't know how much fun we'd have, but I'd laugh. I'd, I'd, laugh. Be, down to, I'd be down to learn, though. You know what I mean? I'm down yeah. to get involved. <laughs> dude, dude would want to play, like, Lego Harry Potter and JBU just did. Yeah. Like, I, immediately. I'd be like, yeah. Without knowing how dope those games are, dude. <laughs> We got we got some folks in the chat, dude. Toronto Dave, Mr. Scampers yes. in the house. Yeah. Let's go, dude. Yes, yes. And and guys, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't start by giving a shout out to Damar Hamlin. Because last time we were on this show, it was before that Monday night football game. Uh Luke, Kevin, and I were on. Luke had to run. Kevin and I closed the show. We talked about looking forward to the game, what we were looking for in a fantasy standpoint. And obviously, we all saw what happened. Fantasy went aside. We worried about DeMar Hamlin's health. We worried about, you know, what we saw on the field being an unprecedented, scary moment in time that none of us have really ever seen. We hoped for the best. We didn't know for a while. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was up all night just trying to watch and wait for updates and hope that, you know, they would give us some good news because we saw what happened. I mean, the man had to be resuscitated on the field. It gave me vibes of Christian Erickson when I watched that, that soccer game. Uh, what was it? Two years ago now when he collapsed on the field and they had to revive him on the field and it was really scary. And that's all I kept hanging on to that night was, well, Erickson came back and now he was on the pitch playing in the, in this last tournament. So like, let's hope that happens for DeMar Hamlin. Let's hope that, you know, he recovers from this. He gets back on the field. And, guys, we got some really good news these last couple of days. He was recovering. He was tweeting. He was sending out pictures. And then he left the hospital today. DeMar Hospital left the hospital, as Field Yates said earlier today. So it was great news. It was super encouraging. And it was just – it was great to see him trending in the right direction. And now we can hope for that comeback. Now we can hope for that outcome. So – Shout out to Demar Hamlin. I don't know if anybody wants to add anything to that, but we had to start the show with a little shout out to him for showing us that heart and the perseverance. Yeah, you crushed it, man. Yeah, it was exactly it. it was like I, I just love seeing around the league everybody step up. It was very cool. So that's awesome. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And that's how I'm going to start my first down today, guys, because what my favorite thing I saw yesterday was not only how they did it around the league. But in that particular game, right? So we saw the tribute. We saw his big picture on the screen. Then they returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Just an exciting, emotional time right there in that Buffalo Stadium. But what I loved the most, what I loved the most was John Brown. And yes, Scampers, the medical staff. Because John Brown, after he scored his touchdown, went and handed the ball to Denny Kellington 
who is the assistant trainer on the Bills, who performed that life-saving CPR on DeMar Hamlin. And John Brown went over and gave him the touchdown ball. And that was the favorite thing that I saw because so many people, you know, yes, they'll mention, you know, thank you to the medical staff at the hospital and, and to everybody that was, you know, attentive. But this man, the assistant trainer, Denny Kellington, was the one who went out and performed that life-saving CPR and John Brown went over and gave him the touchdown ball. So that was my favorite thing I saw yesterday. What about you, Coop? I'm 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 just glad. I'm so glad that they didn't call that super obvious holding penalty on that kickoff. So we got to have that moment. <laughs> so we got to have that moment. That was that was fantastic. You're still salty, Coop. That you was fate. Deserved to be in the playoffs. That was fate. It was a blessing. <laughs> I don't uh, know. No, what I, talked about, to, I talked to I talked about I talked about on the um on the morning show today, the Front Yard Fantasy Morning Show, but like. Patriots, uh, Jake Bailey does the kick kickoffs for them. He's hurt and now suspended. And look what happens when you don't have a guy that can kick it out the back of the end zone when you need somebody to do that. Two kick returns, a kick out of bounds that gets marked at the 40. Can't be doing that. That was the difference maker in the game, right? So way she goes. I'm not too uh, too concerned about it. Uh, I think my my wife was watching the highlight of it, and she's like, I think they let him score. I'm like, they wouldn't let him score. They're no. fighting for the playoffs. She's like, but look at them. They're not even trying to tackle him. They're just running alongside him. And if you watch the replay, it does look like two of the dudes were just kind of like trying to race him to the end zone. It was pretty funny looking. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it they definitely didn't let him score. I'll tell you that, dude. They, <laughs> they let him score a while ago when they, you know, when they – Suspended Jake Bailey. I'll change my emoji to a salt emoji. There it is. Perfect. Uh, I'm wearing a Celtic. I'm wearing. I already moved on to the Celtics and, and Bruins. Coops is wearing a a Rebs jersey next week. I am. Dude, Rebs are hot, bro. So the Rebs goal. Are- Rebs goalie is the goalie for the World Cup team. Never forget, it, dude. Star. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Like anybody cares about. Everyone cares. Unreal football. Um, so Patriots definitely weren't your favorite thing, Coop. What was the favorite thing you saw? So you actually already brought it up, and it's Jamal Williams, man. He's my favorite every time I see him. And just to see guys like that that are good guys doing the right thing and earning that role and being a leader on the team and also having it translate on the field. Like sometimes you have guys that are just leaders. Sometimes you have guys that are just good, but they're not leaders. This guy this year from hard knocks all the way through, prove that he's the man. And they love that guy. I love that guy. I'm kind of torn because I want him to be back on the Lions, but I also want him to get signed by whatever team has HBO hard knocks this year. Like I just need more <laughs> Jamal Williams all the time, all the time, man. And he did a true man, like a true man. Like they say like, you know, uh, real men wear pink, right? A true man is a guy like him that is willing to, Always say whatever he truly feels. He likes anime. He doesn't care. He's willing. To, his grandfather died. It's sad. He, you know, he's willing to wear his emotions on his sleeve. He, you know, it'll tell you he's a dog because he truly believes that. So I love that. You know what I mean? No sugarcoat in any of it. No, uh, you know, no pretending to be something else. So Jamal Williams, awesome. And that emotion awesome. that you talked about, that interview post-game where he talked about his grandfather and you could see the emotion and fighting back the tears. And then flipped it right over to, and we the Lions, and people try to write us off. Right. You better believe it. We the Detroit Lions. It's a, it's all, it's all dogs around this mug. That's what he said. I was like, damn, bro. Hell yeah, dude. Go- golly. Right? You know, so give me a, give me, Luke, give me a golly. <laughs> Golly! <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, my my, hey, you know who could use somebody like Jamal Williams, uh, hanging around? And Kev, I, I imagine you would agree with this. He, uh, Quay Walker, should could use a guy like Jamal Williams, a guy who knows how to behave like a man, who knows how to how to uh, you know, control his emotions, or at least know when to get emotional at the right time, like. Jamal Williams used to be on the Packers and you know, somebody on that team needs to step up and talk to that young man. Cause this is the second time he's been ejected this year. And Kev, I mean, unacceptable, right? Yeah. Considering the strides we made with trying to recognize the medical staffs with the, everything involving DeMar Hamlin. And then this kind of sets everything back even further. It feels like, so you know what Jamal isn't Jamal Williams, a free agent. Uh, Aaron Jones is set to make like, 18 20 million against the cap next year he might be a cap casualty green bay might have an opening in that running back room to uh to bring back jamal <laughs> that, williams that would be wild they drafted jamal williams in this 
they drafted Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones in the same draft, and they drafted and Jamal Devontae Williams. Devontae Mays, by the way. Oh, Three running for, backs in like the never forget round. Never forget Devontae Mays. But they, <laughs> they they drafted him. They drafted Jamal Williams around before Aaron Jones. Yep. Yep. And now he might come back full circle to replace him. <laughs> Look at that. Leads the league. the league in touchdowns, dude. Why not? Yep. Star, stud, horse, Other hoss. Generations of Garrett Blunt. He's a star, stud, horse, hoss. What more can we say? Touchdown regression. We're going to say it for the next six months, but. How dare you, dude? How <laughs> I know. Dare I, you? I think I have a feeling. Green screens. What's up? I think I have a feeling what Loop is going to say for his first down. So we're going to save it, Loop. We're going to save it. And we're going to go to. Our King's Classic auction champion, Mr. Kevin Congratulations, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Had to wait for the uh, official word from Bob Long on that, but uh, we did it. Uh, Send in the uh, Barack Obama. We got him. Uh, So definitely fun stuff. Um, That actually was not my favorite uh, thing I saw this week. My favorite thing was that week 18 is over. Uh, because it basically was preseason. It was like the second week of preseason through this entire slate of games. It seemed like there were like three games that mattered, and then the rest were just, I mean, come on, that Dolphins-Jets game, 11-6. to Um, What was the other one that was like uh, Carolina and New Orleans was just bad football? Like, And they want to add another week to football uh, in the regular season. Like, it was just disgusting. Um, More football. More football. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll watch it because we're all gluttons for punishment. That's the thing. So, I mean, we will watch. Uh, we would rather watch Jacksonville and Tennessee uh, in week 19 than go to therapy. I made a DFS lineup for the Hall of Fame game. Nice. <laughs> I'll make Kev, one tomorrow. Kev, I will say that there were some pretty bad games, but there were some exciting games. You know, we, we just saw last night a game with everything on the line. We saw two teams leaving it out there. We saw even at the 4 o'clock game. It was an ugly game, but that Seattle Rams game actually had something to play for, and we saw a close game. What I did like about Week 18 was more attempts at offense because there were so many teams that just said, F it, we're out of this, we're going for it on fourth and six every single time. Like, it doesn't matter. We're not punting. Punter, have a seat. So, like, that gave us more offense or at least attempts at offense. But, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It was a sloppy week. Well, maybe they should have been going it for it on fourth down more often in weeks one through 17, and maybe they wouldn't be in Whoa. that position. Those damn analytics. <laughs> well, there was an analytic coach that made the playoffs, Mr. Loop. Was that your favorite thing that you saw this week? I, I have to say that that it was to get uh, – <laughs> to get the dolphins in there it's been a while and <laughs> i can't even believe that we were even in the situation uh that, that we were having to get help in week 18 uh considering that we start uh dolphins started eight and three uh it, it's been a rough uh, about six weeks or so here but uh it was nice to see them get there they're probably going to get destroyed by the team of destiny now and the buffalo bills but it's uh you know it's just uh it's nice to see skylar thompson as well um because you know it's not too uh it's not even teddy bridgewater we have a guy that's a seventh round pick and brock purdy has spoiled everyone to think oh well you're a seventh round pick you just come in and and you know you you have a super bowl favorite team it's it's not that easy. Um, so you know, even though it was an ugly game, they did enough. Skylar Thompson did enough uh, to get uh, to get him through there against the Jets. So I just want to um, see a Skylar Thompson completion to Tanner Connor, tight end Tanner Connor, so we can get a completion between the two whitest names in the entire league. <laughs> wow, shade on Seath and shade on River Craycraft, by the way. <laughs> Shade on, shade on Alexander Madison. I almost, I almost threw out a Stephen Carter. Uh, but Tanner, Tanner Connor, Skylar Thompson, and Tanner Connor. Come on, yeah, yeah. Come on now, that's pretty good stuff. Hey, that's but my you dynasty had, uh, QB three loop. That's my guy. You know that. Well, congrats, man. I'm, you know, I, so, so I don't sell high. After that uh, nine point performance yesterday, you got it. Got to right now. Yeah. Now, I tell you right now, Loop, I want to ask your opinion on this. Uh, Mike McDaniel, his comments, uh, 
he basically they asked him about injuries this week and he was like it's the playoffs so you just kind of got to go yolo do you think that's a message and anyone in particular uh whether they should try and play this week or not no i don't i don't think that uh that they're playing around with that um as far as to his concussions so if if he does not play then it's going to be very, very difficult to go in and even be competitive against the bills. If he does play, we'll see. Um, It will depend on, you know, what he looks like. uh, If he really is ready to go, if he's been able to practice and prepare uh, the way that you need to, to go into Buffalo in in January and try to win, win a playoff game. So, uh, you know, the outlook isn't, uh, isn't great (laughs) for this week, but we're just, uh, we're happy to be in. So we're happy that the Patriots are not, if two is out, is uh, is Freddie Fridgewater on the on the table still, or is he out Jay too? Fiedler? He hey, he went to really? my high school, man. <laughs> right? Jay so a Good times, man. We, we is Teddy but, uh, is Teddy is he practicing? Like, what's going on with him? Yeah, so he was dressed out, and he he was the backup yesterday. Uh, so I, I guess in an emergency, he would have been able to come in. Uh, I, now, whether they trust him to start, I guess, will depend on the field throughout the week um, and obviously on, on to a situation as well. So I think there's a lot uh, up in the air, and I don't know that we'll know the starter until a lot closer to game time. I'd say a playoff game against Buffalo is an emergency. Just saying. <laughs> Jay, here comes Jay Cutler. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stick him out there at wide receiver and just yeah. watch the effort. That grit, that effort. <laughs> Just standing there. That was playing every play like his last, man. (laughs) Yeah. Look, if Tua can't go, I agree. I think you guys, you know, get smoked and you hang your hat on just happy to be here and let's look towards next year. So hopefully Tua plays because we we are. We we like to see some competitive football in the playoffs. So hopefully Tua does play and we get a good football game, right? That's all we can hope for. We need to look at playoff fantasy football, though, because that's what we are here, guys. We're a fantasy football show. And there's a lot of different ways. Just because the NFL season ended and we went to the playoffs, it doesn't mean fantasy season ends. Your regular season-long fantasy league could have ended, but there's different ways that you can keep playing fantasy football. We're going to talk about some of them today because, lucky for us, two of our besties are writing articles on the different types of playoff fantasy football. Kev's dropped today. Coop, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think yours drops tomorrow. I don't know. something like that but we could talk about the different formats that we could play playoff fantasy football talk a little bit about the strategy so that way people have an idea of hey how can i keep going in this kev get us started because your article dropped today tell us about it yeah so the ffpc playoff challenge and then also the accompanied football guys playoff uh challenge uh you set there's 14 obviously 14 playoff teams but you're setting a lineup with only 12 players so you're fully fading to uh to two of the playoff teams with players you put only one player per team and uh once you set your lineup once it locks that's it you're no other lineup changes or anything your guys are your guys and hope for the best um i cashed in the uh football guys playoff challenge last year uh was winning the entire thing after the first week and then Bill's Chiefs happened and uh, screwed that up so uh but yeah so it's typical you know if you're familiar with FFPC it's tight end premium four point touchdowns um and you get four flexes one quarterback two running back two wide receiver tight end kicker defense uh it's just really a lot of planning like you should be doing uh, you know, at least mapping out the playoffs. Uh, I believe a f- fantasy footballer has put out a uh, bracket site today, myplayoffpicks.com, where you can just click and uh, do your playoff bracket. And that's going to help you at least set up, you know, what you think is going to happen because you want the most players playing the most games. Like if you, you know, use, you know, just for Trevor Lawrence, just for an example, and they get bounced by the Chargers, well, quarterback played one game and you're kind of done. Yep. So yep. if you can kind of be, uh, a little more cognizant of who's going to be playing the four games. Like last year, you know, not a lot of people picked the Rams to go from wildcard weekend to the Super Bowl, but a lot of people played Cooper Cup. I believe 90% of the field played Cooper Cup in that format. So it pays to be a little bit contrarian, but you don't want to go off the reservation and play like Van Jefferson or anything like that. Uh, so 
Uh, it's a lot of, uh, I think this is to me, my personal opinion. I think it's the most fun playoff format because there's so much strategy involved. Coop wrote the article on that last year. He can certainly talk a bit about that too, but, um, yeah, I just love like the game theory and the strategy of that whole, uh, that whole, uh, playoff challenge. Yeah. First I see scampers in the chat saying, Coop, could you ease up on the hard seltzers? Not not hard seltzers today. This is a regular seltzer, so Soft you can seltzer. you can hang out guilt free, my man. This is a uh, yeah. Uh, every every year after um, we used to do this weight loss challenge called the Big Chungus Challenge. It's like a six week thing where it's like a yeah great name, right? Uh, it's like a weight loss thing. We don't do it anymore, but I still do it myself. So I do like a little break, no drinking, none of that for a little bit. So just crushing Celsius, chilling with the boys, you know. So, so wait, why didn't we do it? Why didn't you invite your fat friend to do a weight loss challenge? Like what the invited hell? you, invited you every year. If I invited you every single year, dude. So you can go back through the text every single year. Everyone, each one of you guys are invited. And I mentioned on the show every year as well. So please. Coop is, is that the, uh, is that the one where. So I'm living guilt free. Is, is that the one where you go through and you you only have a certain number of calories and whatnot, and you go through and you pick the largest shaped uh, like animal cracker to eat because yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, get, to get the most out of it? Yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly the the which which animal crackers have the most heft to them. Because which, you know, one, which you, ones are when, those for our listeners at home? Gotta be the elephant. Oh, no? it, the elephants the hippo, are yeah. The hippo. Yeah, though you want the rounder ones, like you want the giraffe. The giraffe, giraffes get smoked. By the, by the time you get to the end of my bag, it's all just bits of giraffes because they're always breaking. Like they, you never get a <laughs> full so giraffe. Thin, you get yeah, like any one. of the ones. Yeah, so you got to be careful because when you're counting, it's like it says, you know, you can eat ten animal crackers. So you're not going to pick half a giraffe. Like <laughs> you outside <laughs> of your mind? Are you kidding me? So yeah, so that's what's going on over here, dude. Uh, soft seltzers, just chilling, dude. Um, and yeah, so Kev. I'm fully on board with that with there. So there's kind of two different kinds of playoff leagues. Uh, there's the one that Kev's talking about the article that I'm going to write. I'm not even sure if I'm writing an article, but I might write an article on uh, the one and done leagues like baby bowl, for instance, Rob Norton runs it, does a good job. You should join it It's for a good cause. It's for a good time. I won the regular season championship last year. Cause I'm awesome at it. Last uh, year. Old news. Me, me and Kev placed in the top seven this year. So, what did you guys? What do you get for placing? Like what, like seven or six or whatever it is? I placed seventh. I think you came in fifth, right, Kev? I came in fourth. What do you oh. get? What do you get for that? Two hundred. Some money. Some money. Cool. Very Some cool. Money, money. Five. Either way. Rack. Either way. Not a lot of time for all that stuff. Um. So in the in the uh, those versions, right? So there's a lot of different versions of them. ESPN also has a one and done type one. Um. And then there's NFL.com's, which is insane. Like basically the, the way NFL.com's, yeah. Do you guys know how that one works? No. Have you played that Fortunately. one? Yeah. Where you like the put, escalator? You get escalator. So if you you put guys in, and if they make it all the way to the end, they get escalated. You can switch guys out, but it's almost like it's nonsense. Why? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So anyway, in this one, you you can use the guy. You can reset your lineup every week. So you really want to lean into the teams that you think are going to lose in the first week, but you have to be very careful. Sometimes those teams get crushed. So you only want to use good players off those teams if you think they're actually going to make some noise, right? So I look at it and I say, okay, the, uh, you know, the Bills, the line is 10 and a half favored over the Dolphins. The 49ers, the line is 10 over the Seahawks. For me, I look at it and I say, I'm going to use guys from the Seahawks. I'm going to use guys like Kenneth Walker. I'm going to use guys like DK Metcalf. I'm going to use guys like, you know, Waddle. I don't know. Tyreek Hill, is he healthy, Loop? Are we using him? What's going on? We don't know yet. I, don't my know. guess my guess is that he will play, yes. But right. you um, don't want to get you don't want to get too cute. You want to balance those situations, right? Uh, so that's the first part is the is the beginning of this, you know, early on you want to go that way. You want to also lean into what teams you think are going to go deep and uh, and save some of those players. You obviously have to save some guys for championship, right? One of my favorite moves is to utilize split backfield players on teams that I think can win one or two games, but not go with the deepest. The biggest example being Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. I have no problem starting one of Tony Pollard or Zeke Elliott in week one, right? If they lose, at least I got to use one of them before they lost. If they win, I can still use the other one. So early on, I'm loading up on split backfield guys, if possible. There's not very many of them, but, you know, Leonard Fournette and Rashad White, 
right? I was just going to ask you that, Coop. Would you use them in the same lineup? Would you use one Buck and one Cowboy so that way, hey, you use one or the other and you have one moving on? With with that setup, I mean, it's perfect for because you're going to have at least the other one down the road. You know, where it hurts you is if they both make it to – is if one of those teams make it mixed to the games. Super Bowl, Yeah, yeah. which I – it's a, cap, both teams are capable. I think the Cowboys are capable. Tom Brady, obviously, you can't count that guy out good ever. Luck with, yeah, good luck with Gio Bernard in your championship game. Yeah, then you get the Nard dog in there. But the, but the thing is, you don't have to start that, – that's the beauty of it is that if I start Rashad White this week or if I start Leonard Fournette this week, that I don't have to use Rashad White next week. I can save him for the championship. That's the key right there because they'll probably be playing San Francisco the following week if they win, right? So if they play San Francisco the following week, depending on if there's an upset, whatever. So let's say you have them playing San Francisco next week. You don't start them that week. Then you start them against Philly, who you can't pass against, but you can kind of run against. So I like that. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to lean into – you want to sneak by with – sneak by with Arby's, lean into wide receivers with tight end. You know, it's difficult to um, it's difficult to gauge those. But for me, I'm trying to pick tight ends on teams that I think are going to lose. You know what I mean? It's like I, like and especially when it's when there's elite tight ends in matchups that are close. So, you know, like think about. Um, yeah, yeah, Ingram, exactly. Ingram or Mark Andrews, I'm starting week one because I like Mark Andrews is a negative six. They're 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 six and a half point dogs. I don't. I want to use Mark Andrews in case I don't get a chance to use him again. So that's where I'm going week one because you know he's all they got and he's probably going to lose. So that's kind of the the trick on that. Just use the best tight end on a team you think going to lose because you don't want to get stuck with some of these teams that don't even have a viable tight end. Like I hate to say it, Luke, but like Mike Isecki, Durham Smythe. I don't know about that, bro. Hey, Mike Kosicki <laughs> yeah. got targeted a lot by Skylar Thompson. So if it is Skylar again, he might get the targets at least. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. had Skylar White and Skylar yeah. Thompson. But the, the good news is that there's there's plenty of awesome tight ends. You look at the top five tight ends in fantasy football. Kelsey's in the playoffs. Kittle's in the playoffs. Hawkinson's in the playoffs. Andrew's in the playoffs. Evan Ingram's in the playoffs. You know, all the super mega stars are in the playoffs. So uh, there's plenty of tight ends to go around. You can you can you can just start studs the whole way, really. Like I'm basically what I'm doing is you know I'm probably going to start Kelsey in this in in the next round, just knowing that I trust some of the other guys because I don't want to be caught, you know, not getting a chance to use Kelsey. So that's where I'm at with those one and dones. Like uh, you know, lean into the killer matchups and use the studs on the guys in close games. Like if if the Chargers go on the road here. And one and a half against the Jaguars, I'm using Austin Eckler now because I don't want a situation where I never got a chance to use him. So that that's my strategy on those, and I'm awesome at it. So you should follow that, and uh, maybe you'll win the baby bowl, but probably not because I'm going to win. <laughs> How are you going to have a time winner? <laughs> maybe, 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 Kev, maybe one time you could slingshot me in for a win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But Oh, man. Loop, are you in any of these playoff leagues? Yes, I'm in the uh, doing the baby bowl. Um, also, in in uh, done several of these underdog drafts, uh, the mitten and the gauntlet. Yep. Uh, so those are six sixteen snake drafts. Uh, so you don't just have your pick of anyone; you do have yeah. to draft against other other people. But um, it, you know, it's the same thing. You want the guys who are playing the longest or who you expect are going to play the longest. So um, try to build, you know. A lot of stack building in those and, and trying to uh, to get your A.J. Brown with your Jalen Hurts or your Burrow and your Chase, you know, those types of things. So um, it, it's fun to do those and and uh, just see what, what types of lineups you can build and what teams you end up with, uh, you know, trying to go the distance in some of your drafts. So Have you done any yet? Yeah, I have. And how, who'd you get? Like, who, which way'd you go? So, you know, I've done a few now, but the the quarterbacks are going early. So you're, yep. you're Josh Allen and you're Stefan Diggs. You're trying to get those guys like back to back at the one, two turn or, or your Hertz and uh, AJ Brown and, you know, the, the Bengals guys and, and things like that. Exactly. So, um, and then later on, so if you're able to, to, to get that going early, then later on uh, you have some of your teams that, that may or may not progress. So if, if you want to get your Herbert and Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams stack, and if you're going to, you know, try to try to bet on the chargers or, uh, 
Brady Evans Godwin type thing. So there are there are lots of uh, lots of ways that you can build it. Um, so either the 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 heavy guys go pretty early. So you're not going to get both Bills and Bengals most likely, or you know not both uh, you know the the Bills and the Eagles or something. So uh, but later on you can you can build some pretty cool uh, pretty cool uh, lineup. So um, Jaguars I, are cheap. Am I about so. to jump in the big mitten right now, dude? Oh, the big mitten. <laughs> the big mitten. That's the uh that's the 250. Is that the $250? Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad, dude. What I love only, about only 900 this- people, 250, 900 people, you get some big only less than a thousand people. Winner gets 40 G's. Well, wow. Get that mitten, kid. Whoa. Get that mitten, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love how we talk about three different styles right there, right? Like just those three that you guys talked about. Like Loop's talking about drafting a team and building a team and looking at stacks. Kev's talking about, you know, one player from each team. So you have to try to predict the future and what's going to happen. Coop's talking about the opposite. Yeah, you have to predict the future, but you want to pick guys from losing teams so that you could use them and move on to the next team. So there's so many different ways you can continue to play fantasy football in the playoffs, and they're all fun. They're all unique. They're all fun. They're all involving strategy and thinking about it. I'm certainly going to be playing the Baby Bowl. You know, we love Rob Norton, friend of the show, friend of the besties, supporting the cause, and it's a fun tournament. I also have one that I play – my friend Rob runs a league. We do this is our eighth year running now, and it's very similar to the one that Kev's talking about. Only you don't throw two teams out. You have fourteen positions, and it's not as easy to fill because it's three quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers, three tight ends. Then you have a flex that's a running back and a wide re- or a wide receiver, and then you have a flex that's a wide receiver or a tight end. So you have to fill fourteen spots with one player from each of the fourteen playoff teams. So as I did this, like you said, Kev, that's how I did it. First, I drew out, okay, what's my bracket look like? What do I think is going to be? And then I said, okay, how I've had success in this in the past is picking my three quarterbacks and trying to have at least the two Super Bowl quarterbacks because I've won that and I've come in second, third in that a couple of times. It's eight years. I've, I've made it pretty far in most of those years because I've picked the right quarterbacks and I've had power players remaining at the end. The year I won it, I had both quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. So it was nice. And that's why with this one, I said, okay, I got to pick, you know, two guys from one side that I think can make it, one guy from the other. So strategy-wise for that, it became tough for me because when I got to teams like Miami, when I got to teams like Seattle, you know, Coop, you talked about it before. You have to kind of differentiate a little bit, right? Everyone's going to say, okay, Seattle, you got, you know, Walker, DK, or Lockett, who are you going to pick, right? Well, Walker's running up against the San Francisco defense. I don't love that matchup. And if you think they're going to lose, you don't really want to just trot Walker out for a mediocre performance. You don't know which wide receiver is going to be. Plus, I got to fill three tight end spots. You talked about punting tight end in some of your leagues. Am I throwing Cody Parkinson in my lineup? Like, these are the things that I have to go through, right? Because then when I think about it, if I put Evan Engram in, if I put Mark Andrews in, do I want to use Kelsey? Or do I want to use Mahomes? I can't use them both, right? Do I want to use Hawkinson or do I want to use Jefferson? I can't use them both. So maybe I say, hey, I want Mahomes in my lineup. I want Jefferson in my lineup. Cody Parkinson, get me some points before you go home. So that's kind of birthday yesterday, dude. You got to do it. Kind of playing a pretty big snap share, Cody Parkinson. And he's sorry. Sorry, I was sorry if I looked distracted there, but I was on YouTube. Uh, going back to your sheet you held up, and I just took a screenshot of it that has all your notes for what you're doing <laughs> with your leagues. So I'm going to use it against you in Baby Bowl. Got him. Yeah. So you have Cincy versus Philly in the in the Super Bowl? I do. I have Cincy versus Philly in the Super Bowl. I can see all the notes in the bottom of your screen, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know, That's how you win the Baby Bowl, folks. Yeah, it's still there. It's yeah. on YouTube. I have it paused. I, I, have it, yeah. I have it screenshotted. Nice. I love it. I love it. Now I'm going to switch it up just to get you. No, you're going to have to dude. You're going to have to. I'm not, but that has nothing to do with my baseball strategy. This is my, my, um, I don't know. What do you call this? Has everything league? has everything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> deflect, deflect, deflect. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, honestly, guys, I'm a this little, this is, this is, I haven't, I haven't, pulled an espionage move like this since since i texted your wife to ask what your favorite flavor pie was so i could steal <laughs> it in the, in the thanksgiving draft 
yeah, you did, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Play for keeps, bro. I'm so like I George. I'm like George Hallis out here. I have a question for you guys because this is where my head was at, right? So like, Mahomes, Diggs, and Parkinson, or Allen, Lockett, and Kelsey. Allen, Lockett, Kelsey. Yeah, that's to me. The presumptive yes. MVP is going to be Chalk. That's what I'm weighing in FFPC contests where you have Mahomes and you have Kelsey, especially with it being tight end premium. So that's a key like I'll just throw it out there. I might fade both. I might fade yeah. both Mahomes and Kelsey in that contest. Tyler Lockett's Tyler Lockett's back up to 80% snap share, so he's good to go. I can't believe that dude's playing with a surgically repaired hand. What a yeah. savage dude. Yeah. What an animal. He's a gamer, man. And they're Tomarco, such on the same I'm page, so him and Gino. Him and Gino just—I mean, Gino just drops it right in the bucket, exactly where Lockett is. They're—they're they're right here. They're right Man, here. If, if fantasy receipts was still going, I'd have to eat a, read a paper. <laughs> Gino Smith. Gino, what happened to those guys? out with man. the energy of a thousand suns, right? Big gremlin yeah. energy. They tried yeah. to write him off, but he ain't right back. Yeah. He ain't tweet <laughs> back either, I guess. So wait, fantasy receipts is done. He hasn't. They haven't. He hasn't. I don't even know who it is. Uh, hasn't tweeted in like month. I think maybe a little. Oh long. wow! Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You're right. Over a month, dude. And he why he close uh, to the sun? What I know he did that account got pretty pretty big pretty quick. Yeah. Hmm. What? Whatever. What All bad things come to an end, right? <laughs> We're safe. We're safe again. My stomach I was like, is please safe. don't I'm hurt getting. Me pumped and getting sent to the er so we talked about the different games we could play right we talked about how we could still have fun playing fantasy obviously you have dfs that you could play also so there's so many ways that you could stay involved we're gonna be here talking about it we want to talk about the strategy behind it though because like you guys said you have to kind of predict what you think is going to happen right because if you like luke said if you're trying to stack and you can get cheap jaguar stack but they don't win a game well your cheap stack just kind of went out the window so we got to try to figure out who's gonna be there at the end of this all so who do you have as your afc champion who do you have as your nfc champion start with you loop because i know it ain't miami so who's gonna be in the super bowl how dare you number one Mm. <laughs> uh no no it's not um i am going to go with the bills and the eagles um that's no, i mean that's fairly chalky um but yeah i feel like i feel like when you look at them up and down especially with what the bills are playing for now it just seems it seems destined to me um, that, that they're going to be there. Um, the Chiefs are definitely going to put up a, a fight for sure, but um, I think that uh, those are the two teams that, that I would say right now if I had to pick. Anybody in the chat also definitely chime in. Let us know what your Super Bowl matchup is. Let us know who you think is going to be playing in the big dance. Coop, who do you got? I got the uh, Bengals and the Eagles. Oh, I'm just got... my <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. Those are terrible picks. I, I so I think that the um I think that coming out of the AFC, <laughs> I think coming out of the AFC, it's gonna be the Chiefs, man. They're just too good right now, and they're getting they're getting hot at the right time. They're getting right at the right time. Uh, knock on wood, they have they're pretty healthy. And the thing is, outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, they're kind of built. They're built to sustain injuries. You know what I mean? The Bills tried to catch up in that sense, you know, adding John Brown and adding Cole Beasley so they would have depth. You know, John Brown proving to be more than depth, apparently. But, uh, you know, like the Chiefs right now, like they could lose a running back and they would still have a pretty good running back. And they they could lose wide receivers. The wide receivers aren't even good in the first place. It doesn't even matter. So, like, the Chiefs, I think, are built – are built for long-term success and to and to weather the storm. Now, my other pick is not super popular. People love to hate this team, but I think that the Dallas Cowboys are a pretty complete team. They're getting Tyron Smith back at the right time. 
you know, they're they have two again, two good running backs. They now have multiple wide receivers. They added T.Y. Hilton for a little extra depth to be their Deshaun Jackson type guy. Uh, and then their defense is awesome. So I don't see like everyone doubts this team. I don't see why they can't. Like, why not? You know, I don't I sound like Derek Rose right now. Like, why can't I be the MVP of the league? Like, why not? Like, why not? Read or like, write, why not? <laughs> what do I mean yesterday? What happened well, yesterday? What was yesterday then? Because it wasn't like they didn't play their starters. They played their starters and they lost to a, a backup quarterback making his first start. So Sam Howell's a stud, bro. Sam Howell's a stud. No, nah, I'm not worried at all about that. I'm not worried about Would that. Would have won 15 games had they started them. Yeah, they're going to be fine. They're going to be they're going to be just fine. And then, you know, they want to like there are so many of these teams that when you look at the actual odds makers in Vegas and stuff, they have no shot. Like the Cowboys at least have a chance. You know, I could easily if I really wanted to, I could just be like, "Oh, yeah, it's going to be the the Bills and the Eagles and just pick the chalk easy teams." Like some people, you know what I mean? Like I could just do that if I wanted to. <laughs> I'm going to make fun of everyone's picks. I just need to wait and hear what Kevin's are first. Go ahead, Kev. What are they? Dumb. Um I thought mine were going to be pretty <laughs> damn chalky, honestly. I got Chiefs Niners. Uh, it's pretty close. You know, rematch of uh, Super Bowl 54. But I'm looking, uh, going through the bracket, like the Chiefs get to play the lowest seed, which it's, uh, I think it's Jaguars, Chargers. I don't yeah. think the Ravens are going to be upsetting the Bengals. And I don't, I'm sorry, Loop. I don't think the Dolphins are going to upset the Bills. So, like, for the Chiefs to come off a bye and play the Jaguars, and then they have to play the winner of likely Bills Bengals. I think they're in a good spot playing them at home. And then you got the Niners on the other side where they likely are playing, I would say, Minnesota. I would rather play them versus either Eagles or Cowboys who are going to beat each other up. Then the Niners get to pick the uh, bones off of those two teams. I like I like Niners Chiefs. All right. And I like the Niners too. I just don't know that that glass slipper is going to actually, you know. He doesn't need to do on. a lot, honestly. Yeah. No, but but still, though, I mean, it, it is a a big ask to go. I mean, no matter what, the, the defense is great, the running game, all that kind of stuff. But look, but I'm taking to go arrows, and win I'm these arrows too with this against Trey Lance yeah. because then we're going to be talking about Brock Purdy led this damn team to a Super Bowl, and now Trey Lance is dust. I and mean, I it's definitely he... possible with the team that they have built around him, but it's still a big ask. Okay, yeah. I took I took the odds from five thirty eight. Making the Super Bowl to figure out who made the most chalky picks. JB, I'm just going to tell everyone your picks are Cincinnati and the Eagles. Um, so it looks like here that when you add up the odds, mine are Chiefs 43% and Cowboys only 11%. That comes to 54 total. We have JB's 43% for the for the who'd you pick? Oh, you you picked the uh, Eagles? Oh, yeah. So yours might be the highest. No, you're at 62%, 48% for the Eagles, and 14% for the Bengals. Then we have uh, Loop, 34% odds for the Bills, and 26% odds for the 49ers. So that puts you at 60%. The chalkiest pick here would be Mr. Kevin Tompkins. 43% for the Chiefs, 26% for the 49ers. That brings you to a total of 69. So congratulations, Kev. Nice. You took, you took the chalkiest. <laughs> Chalky Studebaker, baby. Chalky Studebaker, dude. <laughs> Call me Ro- Roger Klotz. And I do think that San Francisco will make it to the NFC Championship, Kev, but I don't think that they can get past Philly. I just think Philly is too good. I think Philly is built for this championship run, and I think they get to the Super Bowl, and depending on who they face, might even win the Super Bowl. I, I just – that AFC might just beat up on each other enough that it lets Philly just have the edge in the Super Bowl. Because, like you said, I like the path for Kansas City, but whoever wins that Buffalo-Cincinnati game, I think can beat Kansas City and go on to play in the Super Bowl. So, yes, if you believe the team of destiny is Buffalo, it could be them. I think Cincinnati, if they get past Buffalo, has proven that they know how to beat Kansas City and can beat Kansas City. So, I mean, they've been there. They want to just take that next step forward. I don't know. I think Cincinnati-Philly is the way that I'm going to stick with it. But I do. I would not be surprised if Kansas City gets there because, I mean, 
Pat Mahomes. I mean, they're playing freaking ring around the rosy against the Raiders. So <laughs> yeah. I just want to get that Bills Bengals game because that the game that we didn't get for obvious yeah. reasons, like getting that in the divisional. I mean, last year in the divisional game, we had Bills Chiefs, and that was yep. probably the best playoff game I've ever seen. That wasn't yep. a Packer game. And now we get to get Bills Bengals, hopefully, followed by Chiefs winner of that game. I mean, we could have back to back weeks of just nonstop excitement. Mahomes, uh, Allen, Burrow. We get that like for the next decade. Like, yep. that's great. I'll, I'll tell you. Possibly add Lawrence to that, too. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm rooting for, guys, here. I just remembered that back on April, April 16th, I put in these bets. So, quite some time ago. Hundred bucks on the Vikings to win their division, to a one two hundred eighty bucks on that, and I put a hundred bucks on the Vikings to win the NFC, and that that pays out two grand. So I now I change all my bets. I pick the Vikings to win everything, and <laughs> to to make it to the Super Bowl. You gotta rely on your cousins to play Island Games, man. That's... <sighs> I'm just gonna hope if they win one game, if they win one game, I'm gonna start putting. Hedge I mean, they'll bets. beat the Giants. I mean, I don't think they will. You don't think what? they're going to be the Giants? Nope. Come nope. on. Bet. You don't. Straight you up don't. bet? Mm. I mean, I can get points with that, bro. I know. Come on. Come on, <laughs> Minnesota Slim. Let's go. I know you got bets. Uh, Let's go, dude. You know what? I think Come Minnesota on. is the better team, but I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like the I'll Giants be, have already beat points. them. What's the line? Three. Coop, what's the line? It's three. My, uh, minus three? It's, it opened at two and a half. It's at three right now. Is that, yeah, three. I'll give you the point. Give it Minnesota minus three. I'll give it to you. Take it. JB, do a bet. 25 yeah. bucks. I'll take it. No, if no. I get 25 bucks, let's do something fun. Let's yeah. do like push ups. Loser. On, on, no. Push ups on the show or something. Loser has to unfriend them. I haven't their done a push ups in second grade, dude. You exactly. That. That's what it'll be fun. Loser, <laughs> loser has to unfriend their mom on Facebook and you can't tell her why. <laughs> My mom would be so disappointed. <laughs> my, mom, my mom wouldn't have no idea because she doesn't go on Facebook. So. I just uh, got so that's my not mom a fair on bet. Facebook last year, like after a, a really long struggle to get her on Facebook, and now she loves it. So, all right, next she would week, be very disappointed. All right, next week, loser has to do the first fifteen minutes of the show talking like Batman. <laughs> What Batman? Like Will Arnett? That? Uh, no, no, no. You gotta do like, like, a, Ro- like Robert Val- Pat Robert Pattinson Batman. The Val most recent Kilmer Batman. The dark, the the darkest night you can do. Loop like that. He snapped like Bruce Arians on that. What do you got? Well, Loop. No matter what, has to be. He has to be uh, the Butler album. What if we have to talk like Loop for fifteen minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it's just fifteen minutes of like Loop zooms. Just, just the full zooms. Loser has to talk like Loop for 15 minutes. Deal? And, <laughs> and drink Mountain Dew. Now, I was going to say, I have a thing of Mountain Dew back there. It'd be good to go. What do you, Loop is about to say, what do deal? I talk like? Do we have a deal? Loop and Mountain Dews? Do my Loop impression? Oh, are we doing, what are we doing? Are we doing loop, the bat? Loop and Mountain Dews, plus three. <laughs> what Come is on, the that's bat? Not, that's not, and 25 bucks. Come on. All right, twenty-five bucks to charity. Let's go. I don't twenty-five need your, bucks. I don't need your twenty-five. Twenty-five bucks to charity. You, you might actually. Twenty-five <laughs> bucks to charity. In fifteen minutes, you talk like Batman. No, right. Loop. I don't know how Batman talks. Well, I guess you better. How do you not know how Batman? Lucky, talks, lucky for you, he talks exactly like me. <laughs> Batman, Batman just talks like this. He talks like Harry Connick Jr. Apparently, and looks like Dwayne. To the fantasy bestie show. I can't do that. I don't that was perfect, that. dude. That Doesn't was great. It? Yeah. The right. whole intro. It is. <laughs> Sound like Ron Perlman. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's almost, it's after eight. And we have a national championship today. We don't oh, have yeah, an NFL know. game, but we got some it kids was, That was yesterday, that we actually. Watch. We don't talk I'm, about that. I'm not watching that. I'm playing Call of Duty. <laughs> so final thoughts then, Coop, before you play some Call of Duty. What's your final thoughts for us this week? Could be football related, could be non-football related. What's your which, final thoughts? Which one of you guys picked the Vikings? Kev, you picked the Vikings, right? Yep. Kev's Are we doing the best. points with that too? Kev's my best friend now. three then? Okay. Three. Now, Batman's money line. <laughs> if it's a push, no, you know we have what? to talk like Loop the whole show. All right, but yeah, if it, if it, if they win by exactly three, then both people have to talk. Everyone on the show talks like Loop, including me and Linda. <laughs> I'll do my best. 
Yeah. Final <laughs> final thoughts, dude. Uh, I don't know. Shout out Ani Coop. Oh, Loop, you got any final thoughts? Uh, no. Very cool. <laughs> Not, uh, <laughs> the regular season is over. It's it's hard to believe that it's already come and gone and that we're already to this point where we're talking about setting playoff lineups and all that kind of thing. So uh, it's been a great season. I think it's been a, a pretty fun season. Um, so, you know, just looking forward to uh, to the playoffs. F? Um, all I got's really uh, Howard Bender, Dave Richard, all you guys in the Jim Brown division. I will see you next August uh, when I take home another belt in the Jim Brown division of the Kings Classic. Also, uh, Lovey Smith gone, Cliff Kingsbury gone. Certainly, it's you know was it less heralded Black for Black Monday than most years uh, with head coach firings and all that, uh, but certainly. Hate to see guys lose their jobs, even though Cl- Cliff Kingsbury will be sitting in his palatial mansion watching House Hunters. Uh, so uh, definitely be interesting to see who Kyler picks as his uh, new head coach. It might be Coop with all that Call of Duty he's playing. I'm just saying. Coop might I get mean, the call. join FaZe Clan, Don't you know, he's on Cardinals head coach. Can you get me a gig? Can I be like the coordinate, offensive coordinator? I'm in, man. Yeah, for, for sure. I, I will mean, not you, punt. I you will not Xbox? run the ball. You got Xbox? I can get one. Well, I mean, you, if you want to be part of this, if you want to be part of this squad, if you want to be part I of this squad, the, the the better console. Sorry, because we're changing it. We're redoing everyone's contracts to add clauses that say you have to play Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't know. About and study hours are out. Wait till you have kids, Coop. Tell me how much Call of Duty you're gonna be playing with. That's you. what I'm saying. That's what I gotta play right now, dude. The only me, Call of Duty you're gonna be dealing with is me mansions. Me mansions waiting for me. Call right of now. Duty. I get it. <laughs> but Kev, I'm glad you brought up the coaches because my final thought is Raheem freaking Morris better get a job because if Sean McVay steps down, there is no better candidate to slide in to the team that he's already the successful defensive coordinator of and to become a head coach. But even if it's not in L.A., Raheem Morris deserves another shot because I say it every freaking year at this time. When he was sprung into the head coaching duties in Tampa Bay, the guy was never even a coordinator. He was not ready for it. He has learned the game. He's become one of the better defensive coordinators in the league, and I think he is now ready for that shot. So Raheem Morris, get a freaking head coaching job this year. Somebody hire that man. There you go, dude. Unbiased take from JB JB Barry. He likes the head coach who went to who had coached at Hofstra, his alpha his alma mater, and then coached at Tampa Bay, his favorite football team. A completely unbiased, a completely unbiased, completely yeah. unbiased take from JB Barry. What did he grow up in the town you grew up in too? Like, no. do you know him personally? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was a gym he's from, New, he's from New Jersey, so not even that far. Yeah, not even that, that far. Like a literally <laughs> down yeah. Un, unbiased, unbiased take, dude. Hofstra, Buccaneers coach, call, calling for him to get the job. A, you multiple. You he hasn't done a great job. Hofstra, multiple times as the coach of the Buccaneers. Yeah, no, he's great. He's awesome. He is great. Raheem yeah. freaking Morris, baby. Let's get go. him. In, get him in there. Get him <laughs> yeah. in there. All right, I gotta go. I gotta go do some shooting. Well, thank you for everybody who did come and hang out with us today. We had a fun show. We talked about some playoffs. We're looking forward to playing our playoff leagues. Baby Bowl, definitely, if you haven't seen it, check out Rob Norton or Fantasy Impact today's tweet about it. Definitely jump in there. Thank you for Razball for hosting us all season long. We're not going anywhere. We're still going to be here. We're going to be back. So thank you to Razball. Check out the Razball YouTube page, Razball.com, at Fantasy Besties on Twitter. For Kevin, Linda, Coop, and Loop, I'm JB Barry. We're the Fantasy Besties. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. I was born in the darkness. (laughs) I'm Batman.